0: Hello, today we're going to be talking about How to Make Your Website Work For You, Part 1. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Make Your Website Work For You, Part 1. Grow with Google helps people grow their skills, careers, and businesses by offering free digital training and tools. Uh, Today, you're going to be learning about how to create a search-friendly website and that drives users' action to support your business goals. Uh, Whether you are launching a new website or expressing up an old one, this workshop will help you learn the skills that you need to tailor your website to the needs of your target audience. Keep an eye for the second part of this class, as we will cover slightly more advanced tactics in part two. Um, I will start by introducing myself. I'm Gabriel. Um, I'm currently the marketing director at Somos Dental and Orthodontics, as well as Apache Lake Marina Resort. And like Chelsea mentioned, I also have my own uh, digital marketing agency called Primero Negocios, which means business first in Spanish, and is heavily focused on helping Hispanic entrepreneurs or Hispanic-owned businesses to grow their business. And we cover anything from uh, mainly digital marketing, but also we are uh, helping with traditional uh, media and traditional marketing as well. And I'm so excited that you are here with us today. Uh, don't forget to post on social media uh, using our hashtag Grow with Google and tag Kahoots on your post so that we can uh, let others know about these great workshops that they can also benefit from. So let's get started. Um, research shows, let me see here, there we go. Research shows that online shopping has increased as much as 9% over the past few months. Uh, but it's important to understand that we, um, what shopping is before we can move, move on to uh, the website. Uh, most of us equate shopping with buying something online. And yes, buying is the ultimate goal. Uh, but consumers don't make a purchase before they shop around and find the best product or service that neither needs. If you think you are free- If you think people are coming to your website just to buy something, then the approach you're taking is all wrong. So think about uh, your own shopping habits. Because many of us have limited where we can travel to purchase food or necessary items. It is no surprise the amount of consumers shopping online has increased. Many businesses have temporarily closed their storefronts and they have also launched uh, online stores. Have you increased your own online shopping activity in the past few months? So as you think about your own habits, just like the picture that we can see on the, on the right side, you know, having a laptop on your lap, or you're talking to somebody and you can be either on social media or checking out the website of a business, that's what means being accessible and being able to uh, find what you're looking for online, regardless whether it's a product or a service. Today, More than ever, small businesses are getting online content with consumers and drive sales. After all, many of us are connecting with businesses from our own homes. And as we show in this image, this lady that is sitting in the bedroom with her phone, she can be accessing, possibly she needs a plumber or a nutrition to come to her house, right? It is important to update your website with critical information, news, announcements that are affecting uh, your operation of your business, and that will maintain your customers informed. You can also add other news and resources that are appropriate to bring value to your customers. So go through your website, see what products, what services and operations may be effective and include information uh, that will help your customers to stay up to date with your business. Um, Provide changes in your operations or highlight current contact information so people can reach you. Um, Make it accessible and easy to see it on the website. in this time of, of, of uncertainty uh, during COVID, many businesses um, have relied on online and their website to be able to stay in contact with their businesses, especially if they were heavily on focused on brick and mortar or physical uh, um, attendance to the location. Then these are the new ways, which they weren't that new. Um, We've been using many of these businesses, been using uh, some of these uh, ways of contacting or staying in contact with customers, but COVID what happened made uh, most everybody, including myself, force us to find ways to stay in contact with our uh, customers, right? So one of them is video appointments. There's many businesses that offer uh, this service, such as Zoom, what we're using right now. Um, Google Meet and uh, collaborate with other uh, tools that are able to create online appointments with uh, their customers. One of the things that I've been um, experiencing lately is doing a lot of uh, video interviews with candidates, right? So video appointments have become a huge uh, resource to use uh, during these times in the last uh, 12 months. And even moving forward is something that has became uh, so friendly to use for businesses to keep on using as we even go back to normal Uh, online stores. You can sell your products on your website that you will normally uh, sell just at local events or at your store physically. Uh, Contact free payments. If you operate an essential business, offer online payments to keep your employees and customers safe. Uh, Web orders and delivery. So for local restaurants and shops, for example, allow customers to place orders online and pick up or delivery. Fundraisers. So fundraisers, uh, there's many businesses that uh, they will be able to operate during these times. And they can set up a fundraiser on their website where businesses and employees can also contribute. And another one is gift certificates. I use this a lot with Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, you can buy certificates. You can actually create certificates on your website so that your customers can actually purchase those ahead of time or even give them as a gift to to their friends and family. So here's a quick tip. Whether you want to sell online or in-store, Boost your business with a quick and easy evaluation of your retail website using the Grow My Store tool through Google. You can actually search for search for that, or you can go to the link on the screen, uh, g.co forward slash Grow My Store, and it will help you analyze your your retail website if you have one of those. So think about unique opportunities that you have right now to connect with your customers in new and different ways. If you want. If you can con- currently connect with them, it's likely you can find a way to connect with them online. Here we have an image of a woman that is on her laptop at her salon, so she can connect with her customers and book appointments for when she will uh, be open again, or maybe take limited appointments. Uh, it's all about accessibility. It's all about making sure your business is accessible to your customers, to your employees, uh, to even your contacts, like your business partners, so that situations like this may happen again, your business can not, doesn't have to stop completely. It can keep operating. So let's talk about a little bit of website design. So when people think about website design, they often think about an overall template, the look and the feel. And that, that is the graphics and the layout that appear consistently throughout the website. That design sometimes is called the skin of the website and it's just one component of web design. Uh, within the graphic template, there are a lot of common elements that appear on most websites, including the header, which you have at the top of the website, and uh, usually includes the company logo on the left uh, corner. And most websites visitors expect to have the logo link to the homepage. So when you click it, it refreshes or goes back to the the homepage. Uh, the footer. Or the bottom section of the website usually contains important links that you want your visitors to have access to really quickly uh, they also have contact information and the copyright info or a privacy policy as well at the bottom of the site and then you have your navigation menu uh, it's usually a horizontal across the top side if you're looking at it from a desktop computer um, and you also have like uh, other information as far as how to navigate your website like the main um, structure or the main areas of your business, right? If you're looking at a mobile device, it will usually have, like, you see the three uh, lines on the top right corner. That's the menu that it, it can be easily viewed on a display for, for mobile phones and sometimes tablets as well. Um, the web design should lay out a set of guidelines to keep uh, websites looking consistent. So you want to make sure you have guidelines for uh, your website as far as design, colors, fonts graphics, uh, types of content that align with your business brand, your goals, the kind of content that you want to uh, push to your customers. You don't want it to be all over the place. You want to make sure it's consistent. Um, for anyone out there using a CMS system or content management system, uh, if you don't know this term, you might know it as Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, WordPress, that's my favorite one, Drupal, etc. There's hundreds of CMS systems. That you can use to create your website um, now regardless of the system that you're using um, most of them are really similar on how you can create a website there's just very unique um, differentiators on how you change some things uh, what most do have in common is the ability to change and customize the website usually uh, with a template and all the same principles apply whether you are creating a design from scratch or you're using a pre-built template Navigating the site with, uh, within a design should be effort, effortlessly or super easy for your visitors. That's the main goal. It's, it's easy, fast loading for your website visitors. Um, a great website is the following. It's not about the design. It's, it's important how it looks and it looks polished, but that's not the number one goal. It's not about it. We'll look at six important things what makes a website website great. So number one is goal-oriented. We're gonna go through these ones in more detail as we move forward on the presentation. But number one is goal-oriented. It's organized and easy to search. It's useful, it's functional, so there's no broken things in your website. Um, It's intuitive to use on any device, computer, laptop, uh, tablet, smartphones, and last but not least, it's findable by search engines. So making sure that your website is findable by Google, Bing, Yahoo, and so on. So many business owners know that building a website is an important step in the early stages. But a website can be a lot more useful than a business card or a brochure. With some advanced planning, you can create a site that helps your business grow right off the gate. But how do you want to grow? You need to start by defining your goals. Does't the, main, the main important the first important step of your website. So ask yourself, why do I need a website? What do you want to do uh, what do you want your website to do for you or your business? Think about your website as a tool that can help you achieve your business goals. The goals depend on your business, but also, but here are some examples that you can use as a baseline to start thinking about your goals. Uh, number one can be uh, build a company brand to increase your brand of your company, make it more uh, legitimate, you'll trust. Um, generate leads, phone calls, form fills, requests, um, invoices, things like that. Make sales. If you have an e-commerce store and they can actually pay through your website, make a sale, right? Re-engage past customers. So if you're huge on uh, resale from past customers, keep them, keep them engaged with your brand, this can be a great way. Attract new employees. You can develop a career space on your website and focus on getting resumes to your website. Provide customer support. This is a, a huge one for many businesses where uh, sometimes customers don't want to make a phone call, they don't want to text you, they don't wanna go in person, they can get in contact with you right on the website. And there's more, but these are some of the main, main most common goals that businesses use a website for. So we're gonna talk about Smart goals. Let's say that the goal of your website is to sell more uh, yearly in your online store. Let's say you have an online store for a yearly uh, store and you want to sell your products on your website. So how can you give this goal more structure? How can you make it more actionable? So one trick is to incorporate the smart framework into your goal. So we're going to talk about the first letter, the S specific. Is the goal specific and detailed? How many pieces of yearly is more? How many pieces of hats? How many pieces of shirts is more? What yearly types do you want to promote? bracelets, necklaces, watches? Then we go with M, which is measure. Can you track and measure your goal? How will you know if you accomplish your goal? If you are getting closer to achieving your goal? Then the letter A, is your goal realistic? Is it attainable? If you said 1 million rings, well, maybe, right? But rather than putting just a number out of the thin air and trying to achieve it, you have, think about how much you have previously sold at your physical location. And a good call will be to sell as many pieces that you have sold physically through your website. And make sure that you, during the same uh, Amount of time, right? So let's say how many sales you have done in a month. How can I achieve that many sales through my website as well? And then you can you can always change your goals later, but you gotta make sure you you set something realistic that you can focus on and work towards that goal. And then R is it relevant to your business? Will this goal help you reach your business goals? Does it drive the business results that you want? And set a time frame don't let it just be for the year. If you have a goal for the whole year then breaking down by months and then breaking down by weeks, what are the things that you need to be doing daily to achieve your goal and be tracking your progress throughout it? So here's something to think about. For current website owners, think about existing goals that you have for your website. And for those that you haven't created a website, what purpose do you want your website to to serve? Feel free to write down a few ideas if you have pen and paper or in your computer, on your phone right now, and make sure that you write these things down, right? We're going through the webinar, but as you're making notes and as you're thinking, you know, maybe there's, as we're speaking of these things, it's triggering, well, my website is not giving me enough phone calls or my website is not giving me enough sales or enough emails. Then those are the goals that what is the most important goal for you to your business as it needs to grow that your website needs to help you with. Next, think about your target audience, who your website is for. This influences how you build your website so that you can achieve your goals. Your audience impacts everything, from the graphic design to the words to the web pages. Your site should not try to be everything to everyone. That's really important. You need to narrow down your audience, not to the world. Defining your target audience might sound simple, but it takes some effort. It's relatively easy to define an audience with demographic data, like gender, age, employment status. But if you stop there, it makes it it more difficult for your business to stand out among your competitors. And the stereotypes about your audience can lead to false assumptions. So ask yourself, what makes your audience unique? Your goal is to develop a more complete picture of your target audience, for example, Examine specific age ranges whether um, rather than just one large set of ages. Uh, consider the location, what city, what suburbs, what rural, what zip code. Consider the education level. You know, high school uh, educated, college graduated, you know, master, like what kind of education level is your main target? Consider the type of employment, you know, freelancers, full-time, part-time. Um, hobbies and interests, you know, what are the hobbies, like, what, what are the, the, the most important hobbies that your audience, your customers are going towards? And also consider their values. That's really important nowadays. Consider their values. If they're more uh, rigid, conservative, but they're more, um, you know, left, and they're more uh, critical there. So, there's, you got to make sure that your messaging is aligned with what results you want to drive for your audience. And once you have defined your audience, you got to keep them in mind as you move forward, because things change and the market moves, so that you gotta pay attention to all these areas of your audience. So if you need to make adjustments to your website, that they reflect to them. So here's a quick ex- exercise. So think of one customer that you value, your best customers that you have. Try to identify these areas about them: where do they live, what kind of job do they have, what motivates them. You know, people like to talk about what motivates them in life. So, what motivates them, how, what is a typical workday for them? Uh, If they have more free time, what would they do? As you research into more your audience, you're going to be able to make your website more effective for for your audience and help you reach your, your goals. Now that you're thinking about your goals and your audience, let's add another consideration to the mix. Tracking and measuring success. If you don't track and measure your website performance, you won't have a way to make improvements. And well, improvements is based on data. Here's another way to think about it. Let's say that you made modifications to your bicycle uh, and you wanted to make go f- go faster. If you don't know what speed you were going before you made the modifications, how will you know those changes or those modifications worked? In The same way you need to track and measure your online success so that you know what kind of improvements need to be made. You also uh, always be you should always be testing as well. There are a lot of ways to do it. Uh, some with more accuracy than others. Uh, you can start by simply asking your customers too how they found you. Ask them uh, when they call you on the phone, when they email you, when they visit your store. Uh, how do you how do you find us? Uh, you can try, You can also get more uh, precise if you want by setting up uh, trackable phone numbers. If you you advertise on Google, you can actually set up uh, the free call tracking. So when somebody clicks from the ad and if you trigger a phone call, you can see this ad, this keyword, this day, that click became a phone call. Uh, You can also track the number of emails and form submissions on your website. Um, If you have an e-commerce site, you can also track the sales. If you use um, web analytics software like Google Analytics to analyze your website behavior, you can also see how much uh, they engage with your website, how long they stay, what pages they visit, et cetera. Um, Let's see here. So as we're talking about analytics, we're gonna talk about Google Analytics. And ideally your website leads to uh, the user from one page of useful, useful content to the next one until they finally convert and they convert into a phone call, into a lead, or into a sale, a subscription, a sign-up. Building personalized experiences starts with good data. So there is no way you can build a personalized experience for your customers if you're not analyzing this data. Uh, Google Analytics can help you better understand your audience and the insights um, that their activity gives you on your website, and it will help you make more strategic decisions uh, when, for your not just for your website, but also for your business. Um, you need to spend some time with this user data. You need to spend some time on learning the basics of Google Analytics, how to read this information, how to use it, um, again, not just to make changes and optimizations to your website, but also to m- make strategic decisions about your business. Um, you can learn, here are a few things you can learn about Google Analytics. You can learn which uh, search terms and sources drive the most traffic to your website. So if you're doing multiple types of marketing uh, and you don't know exactly what's driving website traffic to you, uh, Google Analytics will tell you where they're coming from. Are they coming from social media, from Google search, from um, pay-per-click ads, anything like that, or external links from people that share it, or your email blast? Uh, If you don't know, Google Analytics will help you know what's driving traffic to your website. Uh, You can also see demographic information uh, from your most profitable customers. So you can look uh, for users ways well to segment these users and rather than designing one experience for everybody or the average user, look for distinct groups within your analytics that might have different ones, pain points, behaviors, and you may also be able to begin to understand the characteristics of your most uh, profitable customers. Um, you can also understand what content your audience is most interested in. You can evaluate your traffic and can help you identify um, who is and isn't finding your page content to be useful. Uh, it can also drive you to make decisions about when it comes down to the content that you want to highlight on your website. Um, you can also evaluate which channels um, drive more the most conversions for your business. And when I say channels, um, it can be anything that drives traffic to your website. It, it can be Google, it can be Bing, it can be uh, social media, it can be an email blast it can be text marketing. Uh, so if you understand what the, where the traffic is coming from and which channel is bringing you the most conversions, and again, conversions for your business can mean either a sale, a phone call, a form fill, then you can focus on that channel and improve your results. Um, it's really easy to get started with Google Analytics and it's free. Just visit uh, g.co forward slash analytics and you will be able to put the code on your website on the back end and start collecting data immediately. So a great website is organized. Now that we have talked about goals and tips of choosing a design, let's talk about the information within the website. A great website is well-organized and even if you don't have a lot of uh, pages or content, it should keep on growing. Uh, planning how existing and future content will fit into the framework of your website will serve you really well. So, let's take a look. Uh, You may have heard the term information architecture or IA. Uh, It sounds technical, but you don't need to be a website designer. Um, Basically, um, the IA, I'm sorry, my brain is thinking AI, (laughs) IA uh maps out the sections, uh, pages, and functionalities of your website. Uh, there are several pages and sections found on most websites. For example, the homepage, and then an about us page, and then the contact page. Those are the most common pages on a website. And depending on your business, you will probably include more pages like products and services as well. Uh, but how do you organize that info? The best way is by considering your business goals. Earlier in the workshop, we you started a list of your business goals, and you can refer to them when you are planning your website. This example um, of a business sells yearly, and they are organizing, you know, their about, their products, their contact, and on their products, they are um, categorizing their product types, like rings, watches, necklaces. So think this can help you think about ways that you can organize your content. Here are some tips to get you started. Uh, when you're choosing names and labels for parts of your site, keep them short and descriptive. And as you are as you create your website plan, remember to keep the most important and main navigation. In the main navigation, on, so in the menu. Uh, that depends on your business and your business goals. Um, your plan can help you create and select the most appropriate website design and template. To get started, you first you want to define your target audience. You really did that earlier on the last uh, section. Um, make a list of keywords that are related uh, to your business that you can incorporate on the navigation menu. So for example, on, on the one that we're looking at right now on the on the right-hand side, you can see that this business is making it super easy, super easy for their visitors to find uh, what they're looking for. So either they want to get started, which is highlighted right there, uh, what's new on their store, um, you know, fabric types, you know about their yard not tools and there's so many different things that, that are the most visited sections of the website and it's all about being accessible it's all about making your website accessible and easy to read easy to find uh, what they're looking for uh, that's why you want to make sure you have clear descriptions on your menu on the navigation menu um, this business owner has organized the site in categories that are relevant uh, to and understood by the target audience, so they're actually being getting a lot of feedback from their audience. Like, what is the something that they were probably having trouble finding, and how can we make it easier to find? As long as you can make it easier, um, not uh, for your customers, for your visitors, the more results you're gonna you're gonna get. And one thing that I will recommend you to not fall into, which I have fallen into many times, is assume that you know what they need always ask, right? We, we go back to the other um, point that we were discussing, ask them how they found you, ask them, take an interest on your top customers, know them really well and get their feedback on their website, right? Because if you can make it better for them and easier for them, then you're going to drive your results up on your business. So a great website is useful. Uh, we talk about goals and organization. Now we're going to get it close to the building of the site. So the next thing you need to consider is creating a relevant, creating relevant content and experiences for your users. So we're going to see what a great, uh, what makes a, a website useful. When you hear the the term website content, the first thing that will probably come to your mind is text, uh, maybe like words in a book. But that's one type of content. It doesn't stop there. Um, if you sell beautiful cakes, you might want to add a photo gallery section. If you sell, if you deliver soil to resident customers, you might want to add a video chat uh, or a video that shows people how to measure the flower bed to help them order the right amount. Uh, If you sell cameras, you might want to add PDFs of product manuals. So your customers can download the info if they misplace um, the print material that comes with the box. So what kinds of content would be useful for your target audience for your customers? What content will you will support your business goals? Uh, whenever possible, create original content, unique content. So we know that there is a lot of stock content that you can repurpose out there, but when you have the time and put the time into creating unique content, will help you stand out to your customers. Your customers will actually notice that you care about providing relevant things to them. Uh, think about keywords that your audience might be uh, you might be might use to find your content, right? There's several tools that you can uh, use to not just guess, but actually see what the pe- people are typing on Google looking for your content or your products. And many times you will think, for example, if, you, if somebody will type in, you know, um, shoe repair or custom insole when somebody is actually searching, you know, I have pain on my arch of feet, <laughs> on my feet, you know. So sometimes the, the searches really start like that, like I have tooth pain or my molar hurts or you know gum pain or gum blood right they're not sometimes looking really for a dentist or trying to research what is going on with them what they need and if you are able to get in front of them in that stage you have way more um, results than at the final stage. So here's some inspiration. Um, Take a look at how this family owned cookie company Partick Foods. Uh, uses content to engage their target audience. The image to the right shows the homepage of Bartek Foods. You can see it's really accessible. It has a really nice picture. And um, this company makes allergy friendly healthy snacks for everyone. Um, It was actually born out of a family struggle to find allergy free, delicious snacks for their young daughter. Uh, So so much of Pancake Foods website content offers inspiration uh, for their target audience who has a a very specific desire or problem, as you can see. Uh, They struggle to enjoy their favorite sweet treats when either they have a specific food restrictions or they want to eat more healthy. Um, An audience is immediately drawn to the image that you're seeing right now, all the cookies in the screen. And the content of the company's blog covers anything from tips to de-stress at home to making your own healthy pie crust with partake cookies. Uh, So a compelling brand story builds a connection with their specific target audience who maybe also struggle finding their favorite foods or allergy-free products. So as you can see, this is a great example of uh, it's not just about selling your services or sometimes educating them, but even how you can provide content that is uh, not just relatable to your business, but also relatable to your industry and that you can keep them uh, constantly engaged with your website, right? that block of showing them how they can de-stress at home is a great way of like, I'm not selling you anything. I'm just bringing you some value of things you can do. So it's about the the type of industry these brands serves. So a great website is also functional. So let's move on to another aspect, which is making your website functional so you can reach your goals. So what does functionality mean in this context? It refers to the parts of your website that allow visitors to take actions. So if you're making a list of all the functionality you want on your site, you might want to include a site search so people can search things on your website, a contact form so they can get a a hold of your business, an online shopping cart or checkout if that's possible for your business, or a custom tool designed specifically for your customers. Functionality can be uh, can help uh, support your business goals. So let's look at three different scenarios. Um, challenge number one: You run your assure repair business, and people either call or stop by to get quotes for the repairs. Uh, challenge number two: You start your own counseling practice, but you are the only person working there, and you can't answer the phones when you are with a client. So what can you do? And challenge number three: You answer the same set of questions on the phone every day. How can you? your website help with this. Make sure we're good in time. Give me one second. Okay. All right, so functionality can help you support your business goals. Um, let's look at the three scenarios. So number one, you run the shoe repair business and people can either call or stop by to get a uh, quote on the report. So for this one, you can actually create a, an online form for customers to submit their information, a picture, of the, re- the needle repair so they can get a, an online quote from you without having to call and wait. Maybe you couldn't answer or go to your store, right? For the scenario number two, um, you know, if you can answer the phone because you're with a client, what you can do is cre- um, create or license an existing appointment scheduling tool so customers can book an online appointment. There's many of these actually for free or if you want to get more sophisticated uh, small subscriptions that are not even expensive that you can make it super easy for somebody like yeah I can talk to you at 2 pm tomorrow that's perfect right and then in the last example which is this is one probably the most common one that I have to deal with um, frequently ask questions page right um, to help customers find uh, the most basic questions on your website if you want to take it a step further there's things there's chats that you can implement on your website and you can program a chat bot Uh, to your customers so when they put in a question, it triggers a keyword and it gives them the answer. So, it's almost the same as your FAQs but now in a dynamic way that they don't have to scroll down and find everything, they can actually maybe just think they're chatting with somebody and get an answer from that. A great website is intuitive. Uh, We have covered some of the big picture topics and including goals, audience, and measurement. So, let's move on to the actual website. This section is focused on design but not simply how pretty it looks. Uh, This section is focused on how intuitive your design is. Uh, So in other words, does your site design design naturally lead visitors through a process on the site to accomplish your goals for your business? So here's another way to think about it. Visitors should not have to think about, or worse, struggle to find what they're looking for, uh, to do what they want to do on your website. The image on the right shows a man on his mobile device. And nearly nine out of 10 times when people had a helpful or relevant mobile brand experience, they say they will purchase from the brand in the future. Right. So it's really important to have that first impression be the best one that you can provide to to your users. Uh, People expect the brands to provide them with relevant experiences. Uh, We're living in a time when mobile devices um, matter the most for brand loyalty and providing a relevant content to visitors can have a big impact or bounce rate on your business business website. So, for example, Dr. Squatch Soaps, a men's natural soap company with an online store, offers an interactive uh, lifestyle quiz on their website to help its customers determine their product type and scent preferences. Um, You can actually search on Google for how brand experiences um, inspire customer action if you want to dive more into what you can do with that for, based on other brands' examples. Um, a reminder about mobile is that image on the le- on the right that that woman is tapping her phone or her smartphone. So do you know that actually more than 50% of all web traffic is not coming from the smartphones and tablets? And actually, it's probably even higher depending on the business that you are operating in. Um, And with the advancement of mobile devices uh, with faster internet, faster devices, consumers have um, to come to expect easy and frictionless frictionless, uh, experiences across every interaction they have with your business. In fact, 46% of people say they will not purchase from a brand again if they had an interruptive mobile experience and I can count myself on that 46%. (laughs) Um, So, making your website work on mobile phones is no longer an afterthought or a luxury, it's a priority for your business. Remember that you're mobile users as you work through your goals, audience, and site design. The good news is that more and more websites that are built, being built from the start actually have technology that helps you optimize towards mobile devices. Uh, the responsive web design adjusts the site's appearance to the best present device at the moment that they're visiting the website. Uh, so using a mobile-friendly site design is an, is an important step that you want to make sure you pay attention to, and there's additional tips you can. Um, there's a lot more things that you can dive into to make that mobile experience the best. But uh, most of those platforms that we talked about, the CMS, they actually provide you a solution that automatically will make your website mobile friendly. First, you want to make it, make it easy to use your site. So here's a few things you can do to make that happen. Number one, highlight elements that are selected. For example, when Choosing options on an e-commerce store. You want to make sure it highlights it when they're selecting it. Um, design your site to allow uh, plenty of space for users to tap with their finger on their screen. And ensure that the call to action. So if the call to action for your online store is purchase or order or you know, reserve, or you see the phone call, whatever that is, make sure the call to action is easy to notice and easy to hit with the with the finger on, on the screen. Next, make it easy for customers to shop, continue shopping and, or come back to an early approach to ensure that they have come to the site after a break. They can still easily accomplish what they need to do. So this example of the business added a helpful added to cart uh, link that allowed them to continue shopping without having to restart their cart or just purchase one thing at a time. Another tip is to recommend similar products. So there, if you guys have used Amazon before this, uh, you know, I'm not saying build a a super big website like Amazon, but there is things that you can do on the other sites that you're using, is if you're selling products, as they're selecting or looking at a specific product, you can show under that product recommended or or other customers bought this with this product. You know, it will help you increase sales as well. Also make it easy for visitors to check out. And pay on mobile devices. This is a huge one. You want to make sure that they're able to pay easily and not be too many times redirected to make payment through another uh, platform. That actually, that actually, the more clicks it takes to make the purchase, the less sales you're going to have. Um, you can also reduce the number of, like I said, you know, re- reduce the number of steps in your checkout process. Uh, there are some tools when you're building the website where it's called um, Easy Checkout. So sometimes it will grab, like if they want to sign in with their Facebook profile or something like that, it automatically fills all the information that they will fill out on their billing and just put the credit card information and make the the payment easily. Um, And lastly, you can also enable, which is becoming more and more popular, uh, digital wallets. So customers that want to pay with their Google Pay account or their Apple Pay account as well. And that can be super easy, faster checkout for them and you get the sale faster as well. Last but not least, a great website is search friendly. After all, if you made all the time and effort and expense to plan and create your website, you want to make sure that potential customers can find you when they're searching online. The process of helping a website increase its visibility on search engine is called search engine optimization or SEO. And SEO um, merits its own presentation. But this section will give you some tips that you can get your website to a good start. The image on the right shows a woman sitting in the kitchen on her phone, right? Everything is accessible to her and the experience is really familiar. We have done that probably and 75% of smartphone owners turn to search first to address their immediate needs. It's important to optimize your website positions in search results for better uh, connect with customers that haven't found your business or your website and that they can see your products and your services. Uh, one tip that I want to highlight, regardless of the CMS or platform that you pick to uh, build your website, many of them, are offer, as you're building your website or you enable it, many of them offer you uh, easy ways that will improve your website for SEO. So that way, nowadays, you don't have to be an expert on SEO to get the basics done on your website. Now, it's important to, to make sure that you go back to that AIA to so the design of your site. Because those keywords, those terms, the way you design your site is what is going to tell Google uh, what your website needs to be found for. So if you don't put time to make it easy and relevant to the descriptions on your website, you might get traffic that is not relevant to them and therefore it's not going to turn into sales. So let's take a, let's take a look at how uh, a user might see their own results when they're typing a search query for something they need or want from a business. At the top, you see the word or phrase that the searcher is typed in, and that's called a search query. Query uh, below the search query, you see the search results. Um, the page that includes some ads, and you know that you can see the the ones that says "ad label." That's basically the ads that pay per click. Um, creating a search friendly site helps you increase your chances of appearing on the first page. Um, Organic results are web pages that Google's algorithm identifies as the most useful for the search of that user. Um, It's important to note that the website cannot pay Google to appear on the organic results. So if you ever get contacted by somebody saying, I can get you on the first page of Google, guaranteed, it's probably not. Uh, So you can either work on SEO or pay pay pay-per-click, right? So you have an ad on Google and then you're paying it, you're you're spending a, a budget on that. Um, then you can see on the right-hand side, on the sidebar, um, if, you have, you know, if you have actually done your homework and do the things that you need to do on your website and your Google My Business page, your business will come up with their information as far as the name, address, phone number, a brief description of your business, and it makes it more relevant for the user to find your business. Think of the web like ever-growing library filled with billions and billions of books and they're all interconnected. Um, Enter the search engines like Google, and Google helps you people find information on the web by sorting through all those billions of sites and web pages and showing people where to find the answers they're looking for. So to do that, Google uses a software called um, a web crawler, also known as a spider or robot or bot. And Google's crawler is known as Googlebot. which starts with a list of URLs from previous crawls plus a new sitemap data. Uh, you're going to hear the term sitemap and like I mentioned to you, um, with some of those tools when you're creating your CMS, your website through a CMS, they might offer you that option of optimizing your website for SEO friendly. And What they're doing is they're submitting your sitemap to Google so they make it easier to be found uh, online. The Google Google Bot processes each page that is indexed, so every page that is on your website, and it takes note of important information and keywords uh, on your pages of your website. The index is like the index of a back of a book, like, you know, the index. and it's a library, it's an entry for every word and every page of your website. And that can be a huge, ever-growing list of indexes and URLs that uh, the Google bots are always searching or scanning. And every time a person searches on Google, the search is looking for information stored and organized in this gigantic index. So this is why it's important to make sure that your website is organized and has relevant content. Because the more that you spend time on that, then the Google bot is going to like it and it's going to actually show it to the users. Right? Uh, Google is all about making it make it two things. One well, number one, if you're searching for something make sure that you find what you're searching for. And if you're a business or you're putting your website out there, make sure that you're being found by who is looking for you. Right? So that's the the basic science for that. And there are a lot of searches happening. If you want to know there are more than a trillion searchers every year uh, around the world and keep coming on as we, more people have more access to internet and mobile devices. Um, the one second uh, Google just process in one second. Google processes forty thousand searches every second. Uh, the signals um, that Google selects uh, selects based on uh, basic criteria is like languages, location, um, the search type, uh, the device being used, the um, the signal, even the connection they have. And after identifying all those signals and scanning all the best results for them, that's when they show the first page of results to that user. So let's let's chat a little bit about SEO. So SEO stands for search engine optimization and refers to the techniques that improve your website rank on Google search and attract higher quantity and quality of website visitors to grow your online presence. Um, When consumers use search engines, they are typically looking for a specific product, service, or a solution. Sometimes they want to be entertained. Educated or reassured, so regardless, they have a specific need or want that your website might be able to fulfill. Ranking in search results is for a particular keyword, topic, or phrases can help you connect with your ideal customer. So here are a few specific um, things that SEO looks into. Um, number one, like we talk about, is so you know, make sure that it's uh, mobile friendly and it's easy to use. Um, make sure that they don't take too long to fast, that they are fast loading. Uh, don't upload heavy images, don't upload uh, heavy uh, codes onto your website. Um, the longer your website takes to load, the less likely you're about to show up on the first page or to relevant users. Make sure your content is useful. Put some thought into, con- into your content and, you know, if you were your customer and you read it, is it useful for you? And Text links. So, make sure that you're able to interlink your web pages for people to easily contact you or place an order or fill out a proposal, apply for you, contact you, chat with you. Um, and make sure those links work. Sometimes we forget about those links and they break and those actually account negative uh, towards your website when being indexed by the Google bot. Uh, page titles and, and descriptions. So, that's mostly as we talked about the um, the IA architecture of your website, make sure that your page titles and descriptions are relevant, like key phrases and short. Um, And make sure that as you are building those pages and those titles, that when you add information that you're being not just adding too much content, but that makes sense and is relevant to them. And uh, as you create websites, um, most of them make it super easy for you to already as a default be uh, friendly on all devices. But um, if not, make sure that you have one of those that uh, makes your website. Um, what's the term? Um, Web friendly. Basically, it adjusts automatically to any device that uh, is being loaded into. Um, so everything works together for your website, right? Like there's when we talk about channels earlier, that you can identify which channel is driving you the most traffic. Uh, there's this is a this just are a few of them. Uh, Google My Business. If you have a, a a physical store. Also, if you don't have a physical store, you can also have a Google My Business page and just mark that you serve in certain areas. Uh, YouTube or other media channels, Google search, and you can also drive traffic to your website through Google ads. All these things take into all these channels take into consideration all the things that we just went through about making your website great. And if you don't, if you fail at some of those things, it will affect you negatively, uh, not just showing up on these channels, but also It's about your user experience, right? Everything we talked about is making it easy to use for your customers. Uh, Some resources for you guys, uh, you're gonna have access to this presentation, Uh, quick links to investigate more on the topics that we talked about. Uh, Google Primer also helps you learn more on best practices of branding and marketing uh, practices for your business and your website. And you can also learn uh, many things through that tool. I actually use it on my phone a lot for Primer and you stay up to date when Google makes changes as well. You can just go to uh, g.co forward slash Primer forward slash from home, and you can have it at the uh, access of your fingerprints. And there is also the skill shop. Uh, you will keep seeing this throughout the presentations. So you can learn anything about Google, uh, such as Google Ads, the Google marketing platform, the uh, Analytics Academy, you want to learn about YouTube, and how to grow your business through YouTube and so many different workshops that are actually uh, available for free. Just gonna make sure you decide and make the time to do it, um, and it helps you a lot to learn uh, about all these platforms, how they work together, and how you can use them to to grow your business. Um, and then there's also the whether you wanna if you wanna sell online, you have an e-commerce store. Um, even if you're using, an, uh, for example, a site like Shopify, uh, you, it's also really helpful that you will learn about um, the Google store, how you can connect it so that your products actually show up on Google search results and you can make uh, sales faster that way. Uh, there's also videos that you can get quick help, um, you know like short videos, tools, frequently ask questions and even learn about new features, new tools. Uh, Google is always changing and testing things. So even if you're looking at the screens that we were checking through different areas, some things might look different to you just because Google is either changing things from one day to the other or they're probably running av tests and they don't tell us purposely so they're checking new features to see if they're good to to be launched to everybody right um yeah so more resources more local training Um, you can always reach out to to us if we if you have any questions but there is also a lot of resources online that you can check at any given time during the day or the week